Hello, beloved, um, and welcome to another Be Well, Beloved Wednesdays. This is your co-host, Sadan Long, and this week we'll be talking about the five keys to a great relationship. But before we go get started, let me welcome the hostess with the mostest, Country. Hey, how's everybody today? I'm here. Well, ain't that great. I'm happy <laughs> to be back with you once again as well. How's <laughs> My day is going so far so good. You know, somebody didn't wake up this morning and always this another day's journey and I am glad about it. Exactly. And you know, if you're listening to this going into Memorial Day weekend, we want to say happy Memorial Day. Um, want to set up a prayer to, you know, all the people who unfortunately um have lost someone and you know, you'll probably be hitting a cemetery or you know, putting some pictures on social media. So we just want to send up a prayer for you guys and hopefully, you know, your weekend goes well and, you know, you have some good laughs and good memories over the people you memorialize and miss. So, you know, go ahead. Holidays are not the same anymore. And I don't know if it's a thing of when you're younger, they were hyped up, you know what I'm saying? And so as we get older, other things become important and it's not about the day and I do know that a lot of people still grieve and whole holidays close to them but you know for me and a lot of people that I'm around it's like up oh, Memorial Day is coming up you cooking no nope. what you doing I'm just chilling you know um and then I've watched people go and like have a whole party at the cemetery yeah. and I often wonder you know like what is that about but now my thought process is ship me to to New Orleans I I want to be buried there have a party in the street for me and then do whatever with my body I don't care but I want people to celebrate you know do the Cupid shuffle or something at my funeral. Don't to just sit right, there and cry. The right yeah. to <laughs> now, I kick, want people to have a good kick. time. <laughs> well, I, I think, you know, which is kind of in line with everything that we've been talking about and, you know, self-awareness and being more positive. You know, the holidays, I think, you know, when <clears> we were growing up were a little simpler time. You know, because there wasn't Instagram, there wasn't social media, people weren't posting their plates. So you didn't really know what other people were doing. You know, mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. you didn't know who had the big party and the jump house and all that stuff. All you know is we had a roller, you know, a roller, you know, quarters and we played the little game, you know, little quarter bingo with grandma and them, or maybe there were some water hoses <laughs> involved. You know. So you weren't really comparing um your holiday to somebody else's right you know whereas now it's kind of like you go on social media and they got ribs and all you got is hot dogs and burgers <laughs> you know it's like my hot my hot dogs and burgers don't hold up uh you know don't stand up against um you know somebody else's you know shrimps or you know or sea bass or whatever they're right <laughs> <You know. laughs> got you out here feeling like you eating spam in the can Exactly. So I just think that those are some of the things. I mean, you know, social media and what, you know, before we really get into it, really, what I want people to understand at home, 
Um, and I appreciate you guys for tuning in because you don't have to. But what I want you to understand at home is that everybody, when they show social media, they show the best shot. Yeah. It might have took them 32 shots to get this one and shot. 75. Right. <laughs> now we got where you could erase stuff in the back. <laughs> you know. Okay. Okay. Add stuff, you know. Right. Mm. So that's not their everyday life. You know, that's not their true existence. What that is, is a moment curated to look a certain way. Yeah. Know? No different than when I go to schools and I work with young people and I tell them, you don't really know what a business owner's bank account looks like. All you know is that there's a sign on the door. Right. So you're like, oh, I want a business. I'm like, yeah, but you don't know how much in debt they are. Mm-hmm. You, know, mm-hmm. you don't know how much money they have to pay back in loans. You don't know what the yeah. gas bill was last month. So you could be wishing for something that that other person would gladly give you with no questions asked. Yeah. You know, so, you know, the, the, there's a phrase that says comparison is the thief of joy. So, you know, this 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 Memorial Day season, this summer season, you know, just try to do the best you can to be the best version of you. You know, not look at other people's abs or look at other people's butts, because in some cases, you know, that's surgically enhanced. You know, you may never get to that. You know, in some cases, people are taking, you know, all types of shots and steroids you know, and unless you're willing to put your body through that type of stress, you probably will never look like them. Yeah, some people get drastically ill, you know, and you'd be like, wow, you lost a lot of weight. And the person looked at you crazy and you wonder why, because they was near death. Right, they had know? cancer or COVID yeah. or whatever. <laughs> you know, so let's not, you know, miss the, the moment to, to be kind and gentle to ourselves. You know, to give ourselves the best um, version of us for ourselves. You know, to be okay with saying, man, I might not have lost 10 pounds, but I lost five. You know, I might not have walked every day last week, but I walked four. You know, and to then say, well, next week I'm going to try to make it five. Oh, Jesus, because I'm good for that. Guilty. Guilty? How many How many days you got in this week? Uh, today is Wednesday. I got two in. I did Monday and Tuesday. And I'll do today. Mm-hmm. So instead of getting up at six, I ended up just going at noon because our weather has got back, you know, normal um, for the spring. And so I was able to go at noon yesterday and it felt pretty good. Well, that's cool. You know, I got it in, you know, obviously, you know, I, Monday because I'm, you know, I gave people my word and I'm going to keep my word. <laughs> You know, come rain, sleet, snow, shine. If I said I'm gonna do a mile with you, I'm gonna do a mile with you. So I got my money. Yeah, I did in. get my mile in as I did all that fuss and I cheated and ate my banana, but I did go at lunchtime for the record. <laughs> and I had avocado toast. Thank you. I'm eating a little bit, but I'm eating. Yeah. And again, I mean, we don't want to shame anybody. You know, we just really want to show you guys that if we, you know, preach it, then we walk it as well. So that's what that is. So we're talking about relationships, you know, you know, good, bad, indifferent. We are talking about relationships, you know, because that seems to be a hot topic. I mean, we got people talking about going 50, 50. We got people talking about down day bus drivers. We got people talking about mm-hmm. getting flued out, <laughs> but nobody really talks about how to have a healthy, successful relationship with another human being. So today we just wanted to try to give you 
an opportunity to get some information in, to get some some perspective that you can then use, hopefully, to better your relationships, um, to decide whether or not you want to get back out there. Because maybe, you know, some of y'all have gotten sideways on dating and just don't want to do it. Like, ugh, I don't want to do that. Mm-mm, just go sit at home and watch Netflix. So what I want to do is I want to give you the five that I live by when it comes to relationships. And that's what we're going to do today. So before we get started, what you, what you think, country? How, how do you feel? Because I know we were talking about the football guys and, you know, you didn't really seem all that receptive. Meaning what? Say it again, you know. I said, how, do you feel it? how you feeling about relationships? I know you said I was talking about, we were talking about the football guys. And we were talking about the single football dads and the football coaches and referees that you've been walking by, you and Xander, you know, at these Oh, I knew parties. it was the reason I'm not paying attention to yourself. <laughs> I'm like Mary I Kay. Have, I just want to see. I don't you have happen. anything to say. <laughs> I don't have anything to say. Yeah, exactly. Well, let's get to it. So these are the five that I live by. Number one is that must be an attraction. You know, um, a lot of times, you know, especially as we get older, we start to quote unquote settle. But even when you start saying, okay, well, I'm a he ain't gotta be six foot two with a with a washboard stomach, you still need to be attracted to him. You know, men still need to be attracted to him. You know, especially men. You know, because I think when you don't find your partner attractive, then that puts you in a position where you go out into the streets longer for something you don't have at home. You know. So what we want to do is we want to be able to say, man, I like how my wife looks. I like how my husband looks, even if he's not um, model worthy or, you know, Victoria's Secret worthy. I like how he looks. You know, I appreciate the, the care and time he puts into his appearance. I appreciate the fact that she tries to the best of her ability, you know, to keep her weight down and to keep her figure um, attractive to me, you know. That doesn't mean that you don't have a fupa. It doesn't mean that you don't have a, a beer gut. It just means that you're trying to do the very best you can to remain visually pleasing to your partner. You know, so that when we get up in the morning, we smile at each other. You know, when I walk in the kitchen, I, you know, want to hug you and kiss you on your neck, you know. But for a lot of us, we're letting ourselves go. You know, I'm not calling no names. I ain't pointing no fingers. But some of us, you know, we let ourselves go. I mean, I get it. Work is hard. And, you know, we go through grief, like especially on Memorial Day weekend where, you know, you might get into a bit of a depression and, you know, you eat a little much, eat a little too much. And that starts to catch up with you. Five pounds this year, five pounds next year. And then you look up, you gain 30, 40 pounds. So let me ask the question, because you're talking about a person being attractive, you're saying being attractive to the physical beauty. Well, I think it, it is a combination. You know, I mean, I think that you should be with someone you find physically attractive. Yes, I think that that helps you stay out the streets, you know, because you're not longing for something you don't have. You know, but I think that in a relationship that you both should be working on your health and your physical appearance for each other. You know, I think that that man, he should be, you know, mindful of his waistline. You know, both from a physical standpoint, but then also because of the health complications that it creates when you don't. 
So what happens when everybody not meant to have this waistline that we, you know, go after? Some people, you know, like the saying, get rich or die trying. Some people die trying to achieve waistlines and stuff. So I'm not going to love mm. or like you because you couldn't get that waistline down. You're no longer mm. attractive to me. I mean, because households do split up because of that. You know? Absolutely. You know, but I think that you should do the best for each other because I don't, I mean, again, one of the reasons that I am so concerned. What, what if the person fell in love with you because you was a chunky butt? Okay, well, again, that's, I mean, each household is different. Let's just keep it a buck. Thank you. You <laughs> might, but that's, the, each household is different. You might like them like that, but here's the problem. Okay. Now, you might like them like that at 35. Okay. But then if they're if you get to 40 and now all of a sudden this brother got diabetes, you know, you get to 40, all of a sudden she got high blood pressure, then we need to start scaling back. Well, and some of this stuff is true, but some of this stuff is in the DNA. Okay. But so, you, you know, some stuff yeah, DNA. And you can, right? But some of this stuff is already written for you. Okay. Right? If you and are so, a type yeah, 1 diabetic, you can listen, manage your type 1 diabetic. Listen here. Listen, though. But the way you are in your 30s may not be the way you are in your 40s. Oh, I agree. And so then I go and hit the streets because you're not my 30-year-old mm -hmm. that I wanted to be with. Okay. You know, we can make some changes and different things like that, but to just alter everything. Now, country, you you're with, you're talking extremes. What I'm saying is that we should try to be the best version of ourselves for each other, because okay. like you say, we're not going to be the way we were at 20. Because number one, we're not growing anymore, so we don't need human growth hormone. We don't need the same amount of testosterone. We don't need the same amount of nitric oxide just to get into the to the weeds about this. Yeah, you're right. So there are going to be things that change about us. You know, we're going to get gray. We're going to lose hair. You know, all of a sudden, you know, you're going to start to see some wrinkles. But and so will that your person still be attractive to you? I hope if you have the other four things that we're going to talk about. But what I'm talking about is that we have men and women who are putting their family in positions to have to be caretakers. I'm just trying to take it kind of more so away from the physical beauty, right? Because, yeah, you're supposed to um, find your partner attractive. Mm -hmm. And some people so say, you know, we're friends and you bring the girl around and the girl might be shot. And your friend might go, Sadar, well, what you thinking? Because she's not cute at all, right? And it's other areas of cuteness that you see. Which is why we don't get not, to the other four. <laughs> well, because I'm like, it's not just that that physical um, piece. What, what does the Bible say? Beauty fades. Absolutely. Right. And it, it don't stay the same. Yeah. So. But at the same time. But I hear you. You right. got to find your partner attractive by what's in your eyes. Right. But at the same you know? time, you have to do the best that you can. You know, that's all I'm saying. Do the best that you can, not to put your partner in a position where they got to wipe your butt. You know, do the best that you can so that we have, you know, some type of psychological well being because we're comfortable with who we are and comfortable in our skin and we can, you know, have a, 
So what happens when the partner just be like, I don't want to do none of this right now. And then down the line, okay, yeah, I'll you know get back on the horse and get it back together because people go through ups and downs. Mm-hmm. I just want to be realistic here. Right. right. I understand. I understand your demands. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, I'm just saying. And, and I'm, other I'm people's saying, demands. Not saying, and, ladies, no, 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 no. And other people's demands. Back. I right. understand. Right. But, you know, we come in all shapes and sizes for a mm-hmm. reason. And so you must find your partner attractive your partner. based on what yeah. you see your and your see eyes to be the best version of yourselves right. and not what you see on social media and things like that. And I think a lot of people have um, fallen away from love and love being in the heart and different things. And we just trying to get out here and wear all these different shapers and tummy tucks and BBLs for this physical appearance that most guys not even out here looking for. But again, your partner and doing the best for your partner in your household. And that includes men, because, you know, again, they're the health complications that come with being unfit. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I get it. So, number two, <laughs> yeah, this is a good show. I'm enjoying this. Hopefully you guys are enjoying it at home. Right. So, number two is, is, is there has to be a romantic, shared romantic attraction, shared romantic philosophy. You know, because, again, I find you attractive. You find me attractive. We, you know, we get together, we talking. You know, it's a good time. So now we're going to do something romantic. But our romantic got to line up. You know, because some people, you know, a nice dinner in a, a major city, you know, in the downtown district and a night out might be romantic to them. You know, and for somebody else, not so much. You know, another person might say, well, I want to go and lay out by the beach or I want to take a trip or I want to have a picnic. So you have to have somebody that what you consider to be your level of romance matches, you know, and they know how to act within the environment that you're bringing them into in order to have a romantic evening, you know, because we talk about create, you know, creating these critical comments and, you know, scanning for all the negative, you know, like it's hard to be romantic with somebody who's negative. You know, it's hard to be romantic with somebody who's complaining. You know, my 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 red wine ain't red enough. You know, my rare ain't rare enough. You know, we should have went somewhere else. You know, so like that romantic piece is important because I think we're getting to a point right now where, again, people spend so much time looking at social media and what other people are doing that it's hard for them to enjoy the things that they're getting. You know, man might not have, you know, $300 for the steak dinner. You know, the woman might not want to cook a, a whole soul food meal, you know, so we have to be able to find somebody that matches up with us. You know, like country always says, she's simple, not simple in, 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 in demeanor, but you know, like it doesn't take a lot for her to feel appreciated. You know, so what's the most romantic thing somebody's ever done for you? Um, I'm always the one being romantic, but let me go back to um, what you were saying about the romance need to match up, right? Mm-hmm. In a in a partnership, anywhere, relationship, mm-hmm. anywhere, right? Mm-hmm. You are two different people. Mm-hmm. Yes, you may find things that you enjoy doing that's the same, but somewhere in there, you must be willing to compromise. You know what I'm saying? Right. And then suggest certain things. 
when a, a guy asks, you know, what restaurant you want to go to, don't say I don't know. Have something off top, you know. And for guys, it's okay to suggest places to go every now and then. Mm -hmm. So that romantic connection is important. But it all depends on what romance look like. If you've never experienced romance, then it's right. hard for somebody to be a receiver and they do act out of character because they don't know, you know, mm -hmm. but if you're somebody that's always romancing, then you have to kind of be patient and show the person I've, you know, I've always um, been the one that liked to do romantic things, but never really had a partner that was willing to accept that. Mm -hmm. And so that side of me got shut down. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? And so to have somebody that don't mind being romance is just a great feeling to have because shutting things down altered who I was. Mm -hmm. I lost track of myself as far as all of that is concerned. You know, so mm -hmm. that's 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 my that's it. Yeah. And you know, just to kind of stay right there for a quick second, um that that comes with trying to to get to know your partner, because you know. Two two scenarios within this. So you're dating, you know, John. John got, you know, a couple daughters. He got a, a mama. He got two sisters. So he really the man of their family, you know. And he's making sure, you know, mama car stay running, that the grass get cut. He making sure that his daughters have everything they need. And, you know, his sister, she got a couple sons. So he kind of they daddy de facto. You know, he might not have the, you know, $400 night out type of money you know but that doesn't mean that he doesn't love you doesn't care for you that he doesn't want to show you a good time it just might not be possible you know like as we go into this this holiday weekend you know depending on the size of your family you know you might have to shut out some bread you know to feed everybody you know so you have to be mindful of the situation that your partner is in because a lot of times we say, well, you know, men are supposed to do this, or women are supposed to do that. But when you start looking at the person sitting across from you and saying, John really don't have it. He's doing the best he can with what he got. You know what the song say? Don't blame Mr. Charlie. You know, Mr. Charlie's just a man. No. So you have to, to really look at that and say, okay, he's a human being. He has other responsibilities and needs. And I might want this big show of affection but it just might not be practical and to be okay with that you know okay. yeah you might want two dozen roses but man that's two hundred dollars on flowers you know does mr charlie have an extra 200 to spend on flowers you know so don't come back saying well you know i wanted two dozen roses and you know he got me you know some stuff from the gas station you know, sometimes the best i got is the best i got you know, and then the other side of that, real quick, real quick, is get to know your partner. You know, get to know them, get to understand them. You know, and once you get to know and understand them, man, there's stuff at the dollar store you could do. You know, um, was in a relationship one time and bought a girl a handbag. You know, I'm a pretty savvy shopper, so you know, I caught the handbag. I wanted to, you know black friday deal type things and i got a coupon and some other stuff so i really didn't blow a lot of money on the handbag just full disclosure but then i knew that she liked tiffany bracelets so you know i got her the tiffany bracelet and i put it in the handbag 
But then I also knew that she liked those little Halloween candies. So I got some Halloween candies and put it in the handbag. <laughs> then I got her some M&Ms because I know she liked M&Ms and put it in the handbag. Now, yeah, there were a couple nice gifts, you know, in the handbag and the, in the bracelet. But then the rest of that stuff came from the dollar store. But it was all her favorite snacks. And she was ecstatic. You know, so it isn't always that you have to do something big. Sometimes it's just doing something that you know the other person appreciates. Um, in college, the girl didn't drink. I bought her some Orchard's grape and, the, you know, a little champagne looking thing. And, um... She liked these, this white cheddar popcorn at the time by Cape Cod that they don't make anymore. So I got her that and I got her a bag of the popcorn, you know, put it in a little basket. You know, so sometimes, you know, you have to be more creative if your ability to give the big expensive gift isn't there. You know, and my advice, if you're at home, you know, start early, you know, get Get a little plan together, check your prices, get your budget together. So when you get this birthday evening or you get this um, sweetest day, which, you know, is coming in a few months, um, that you prepare. And you do something that they can appreciate and like. It shows that you really know and care about them. I think that's the greatest thing ever when that gift is from your heart and it shows that you know me. And it's not just some Instagrammable moments because I took you to wherever that little hot restaurant is at this time. Mm-hmm. that fair oh yeah okay so now number three number three number three is does it make sense and this sounds really simple but i think this is the one that goes completely left so many times for us did you flip it around you got listen here. oh my fault you looking at the notes okay I am. all right number three on the notes is intimacy <laughs> so We'll go with intimacy. And intimacy, you know, and I know country probably was waiting on that because this is a roundhouse. Is, you know, can I trust you with my heart? You know, are you concerned about what's on my mind and my heart? And if I tell you what's on my mind and my heart, will you keep it between us? Will you not weaponize it against me? You know, if I come home and I tell you what happened between me and my mom, you know, Am I going to have to hear about it in a week? You know, or are you going to then be able to be supportive of me? You know, and say, okay, well, all right, I get it. So what do you want to do without making me feel stupid, without making me feel ashamed, without making me feel embarrassed? Because once that trust is broken, I'm never going to tell you anything again. And that's going to create a rift in our relationship that we probably will never recover from. And I'm still going to need to tell somebody this stuff that's going on with me. And then we get into the areas that country can't stand, which is side pieces and work wives. You know, so if I can't trust you with my heart and my emotions, I still got them. So either I suppress them, you know, and now I'm eating, drinking and, you know, angry because I can't share this thing that's burning me up with somebody that's supposed to love me. Or I find somebody else who I can share with, which unfortunately might need to, you know, some infidelity. You know, so, yeah, don't be the person that somebody tells you their secrets and you can't keep them. You know, because if you are the person that I'm supposed to turn to in my times of, you know, anxiety or overwhelm or disappointment or uncertainty, and I can't turn to you, 
I'm still overwhelmed and uncertain. So be a better partner if you want to have a great relationship. Because the great relationships, people keep each other's secrets. What you think, country? Do you keep do you think people keep each other's secrets or you think people out there running their mouth? I really it really just depends on the person as far as you know, keeping secrets. Um I am one that's like a vault, you know, once it goes in, it don't come back out. Um, unless you know, I need to share with somebody else to get a different view of it. Mm -hmm. But it's going to a person that's like a vault. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's not going to somebody that's just going to spread it around. Um, but I had jotted down to try to be that one a person can trust without backlash. And it's different um, levels to intimacy, right? You have that spiritual connection. Mm -hmm. Um, you have the emotional right. part that you were talking about. Can I trust you with my heart? If I'm telling you my deep, dark secrets, are you throwing it back at me? You have that physical, you know, sexual touching, sniffing, whatever it is a person does. Um, and then you have that intellectual part of intimacy. You know, basically, uh, can, I, can I sleep with you with my mind? I want to be so close to you, you know. Um, and so the intimate part of a relationship to me is, is very important. It, it trumps the, the, the physical attraction part of it. Um, if you ask me, because to be intimate with somebody is just a whole nother level, especially if I can check off those four areas and we're connected, you know, spiritually, mentally, emotionally, uh, and, uh, physically, like that's that's the perfect package. I agree 100% because I mean, when we talk about you know, intimate, you know, we talk about pillow talk, we talk about quiet moments where it's just me and you, you know, and now to go and see that you done told your mama now, <laughs> you know, it's like, uh, wow, really. So I was vulnerable with you, and now you done went told your mama, and your mama looking at me crazy. Oh my goodness. Mm -hmm. You know. And like you said, if you become that space for someone, now yeah, they do turn to you. They need you. They yearn for you. They miss you. Because they can be themselves around you and they're not trying to fit in. You know, I can come home and, and not have to put on a mask. I can come home and say, man, I can't stand them. You know, and nobody judges me. Well, that's your mama. You ain't supposed to talk about your mama like that. Or well, that's your sister. You know, you get it. You understand. You're like, yeah, baby, I know. That's what you want. You know, hell, you want to get so good at it that when we go over Uncle Johnny's house, you know, I don't like Uncle Johnny and them like that, that when we go over there for 15, 20 minutes, all of a sudden, you don't feel good. Right. Out. <laughs> you don't feel good. We out of that. You know, that's Bonnie and Clyde right there. That's love. That's real love. You know, we get along. You know, and like you say, if she does gain a little weight, you don't care. Because that's my ride or die. You know, but in order to be ride or die, you have to be vulnerable and trustworthy. And if you and if you're not trustworthy, thank you very much. Bless you. But if you're not trustworthy with my heart. 
how are we going to grow together? How are we going to get old together? Because I'm going to have to find somebody I can turn from my heart for when people start passing away and, you know, jobs start laying off. If I can't trust you, who do I trust? You know, I know country don't like to work wise, but sometimes that's what happens. You end up talking to somebody at work, trying to get perspective about something that you should be talking to your partner about. You know, um, if you tuned in, you should go back and listen to Monday's episode. We talked about what's one of the first things you say when you come in the door. Is it negative or is it positive? You know, I done had a hard day. I come through the door. You say something negative. I'm turning around and going right back out of it. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. That's what humans do. <laughs> you know, these fictitious men and women that people talk about in, in these, you know, reels and stories and stuff. I mean, I don't know them people, but I know real everyday folks will turn clean around and be like, oh, I forgot something. I need to go to the store and get right up out of that. Mm-hmm. You know, so number four wall. Or, or four be wall. like, y'all home, look, or be like, y'all hungry. All right, right let me go get some food. I'll, I'll be right back. <laughs> exactly. Out of here. You know, so again, you know, if you're at home, start, start taking inventory, you know, of these situations and compare what you hear to, to what you see in your house, you know, monitor your words. Like, man, he came in the house. Did I greet him with a hug and a kiss and tell him I missed him? Or did I start in on him about why you leave them dishes in the sink? You know, cause you could hit him with the hug and the kiss. I was like, baby, I know you was in a hurry and you probably forgot, but you know, we really need to make sure we get the dishes in the dishwasher. Cause you know, our kids need plates. <laughs> or they can just do them. All right. Like. Or just do it. Yeah. I mean, stop pushing stuff off on somebody else. When you're an able-bodied figure, you do it. You see something, say something. Ain't that what it is? Yeah. And you see case, something, you say see something. It. You see it, do it. Yeah. I mean, just like you can put the trash in the garbage can, you can get it and take it out. People shouldn't be assigned tasks, you know. Yeah, I hate it. I don't get that. I'll be, I'll be very honest, and and, and y'all gonna be mad at me at home. I know y'all gonna be mad at me on Memorial Day weekend, but I think one of the worst things on the planet is for somebody to take the trash out of the garbage bag, out of the little bin, the little thing that you know in the kitchen, and then sit it by the door. Yeah, like who's supposed to do that? But you gonna take it out and sit it by the door? A couple extra steps, like yeah, okay. Now, don't get me wrong. If you in a marriage, it should be some trade-off. You know, I know women who cut grass. I ain't saying that every woman should or shouldn't, but I know women that do. I am not an outdoors person, and I say that up front every time. So don't expect me to be planting no flowers and pulling no weeds. Now, I'm willing to learn, and I've always wanted, like, a little side garden with Mm. some tomatoes and stuff in there. But, yeah, I'm not going to be the primary Unless it does a really good job and I need all the credit for it. I'll just be honest. Yeah. But I remember as a kid, one of my fondest memories are all of us out there raking leaves. You know, my mom, me, and my dad, just all out there with rakes, just raking leaves and then pushing me in the leaves. And, you know, that's, that's that's a fine little memory for me. I got a smile on my face, you know, right now as I'm talking about it. So again, you know, do stuff together. You know, fold clothes together, do dishes together. That might be the little spark that you need to feel, you know, closer to the other person. You know, and the men that you're listening, you know, get a little help with the housework. You know, you want her to uh, 
feel a little bit more romantic later in the day, um, dock some of that house workout. You know, 15 minutes of wiping and, and, and running a vacuum cleaner ain't nothing. You know, I want my wife to be all my wife tonight. So guess what? I'm going to go and knock these, these dishes out right quick, get these mirrors clean, throw some old carpet fresh on this, this floor right quick, knock that out. So when she come through that dope, smell good, clean. So yeah, now come on over here, sit with your daddy. <laughs> See, got to give yourself little opportunities here and there, wherever you can to make that other person feel appreciated. Mm-hmm. You know, so number four, back to number four, number four. Does it make sense? You know, if you are in a situation right now and you feel like you settled, it's probably because the relationship that you're in does not make sense. You know, if you know beyond a shadow of a doubt you're going to be bringing up this stuff later, just don't get in a relationship. You know, he won't kids, you don't want kids. And you know you're not willing to compromise, just don't do it. You know, it's okay. Let them go back to the streets. You know, you know she wanna get married and you ain't trying to get married. You know, let her go, bro. Yeah, you know, let her find somebody, you know, who wants to be married. Let her find somebody who wants to be in relationship with her. But what you don't do is keep going with somebody that you know beyond a shadow of a doubt, don't want what you want. You know, and you know, we had and a whole... at this day and age, you can't change people. People are definitely who they are. Absolutely. You know, and so are you willing to adjust who you are to form and connect and be with this person? Because as about right as of, as of now, what you see is what you get. Right. You know, people are displaying it and we take on these roles like, okay, we can change them. We can, you know, fix them. And not, no, 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 no. Yeah. Most slobs yeah. are going to be slobs their whole life. <laughs> yeah. So if you're uncomfortable cleaning up behind him, hey, you probably need to say something now. You know, if you don't like the way his mama is, the only way his mama going to change is that the Lord call her home. She ain't going to get no better with her money. She ain't going to all of a sudden learn how to, you know, cut grass. She ain't going to all of a sudden start shoveling snow. You know, so if you're uncomfortable with the relationship they have, just get the divorce. You know, or don't get into the marriage if that's that big of a problem. You know, I had a homegirl who literally did not get along with her mother-in-law and her mother-in-law couldn't stand her. And ultimately it broke up their marriage. You know, because he was still doing stuff for his mom that was still talking trash and still being very condescending to his wife. And he refused to defend his wife to his mom. And yeah, it just ultimately went left. You know, the Bible say. (laughs) You know what the Bible say. Yeah, the Bible say a man shall what leave from his home and cling to his wife or something Mm -hmm. like that. I'm paraphrasing. It's the country version, right? And so it's fine to have that relationship with your mom. But mm-hmm. if you've selected, chosen mm-hmm. someone to be with, mm-hmm. you know, you did that. Mm-hmm. So why would you like mistreat the person 
Why would you not defend a person? Just because your mom don't like them, you do. You know, and, and I hear it a lot. And I really, I fuss about it a lot too because I just, I don't get that. I don't care if you got a close relationship with your mom, with your dad. All of that's great. It's fine. But when you select somebody to be with you, then you should really, you know, mm. admire that. Mm-hmm. I hear so, what you're saying. Yeah, that's jacked Bloody. up though. You know, because you might have a messy mama. You know, that just don't like nobody because she kind of groomed you to just love her, you know, and you're being naive and not seeing that, you know, it's going to cost you and you'll find yourself by yourself. Well, now let's 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 sit sit right there for a quick second. So let's take Tom. Tom got a mama, you know, Tom, daddy gone, mama single. A lot of these men, myself included, have moms who don't have husbands. Okay, so. Depending on your mom, you know, more than likely, she probably don't have a whole lot of savings, if any. Um, depending on your mom, she probably, you know, if she over 60, you know, she get what, $1,200 a month? Maybe. Yeah, from Social Security, <laughs> you know. So today's men, you know, who have aging mothers, um, a lot of them have illnesses and can't afford their medications out of that $1,200. So what is a man supposed to do? You know, she never been married. She never really made a whole lot of money. Now she on, you know, social security and she's sickly. What is he supposed to do? Your brother ain't, your brother, your brother don't have no money. So he ain't really kicking in. So if you the good son, you kind of stuck. It's a hard, it's a hard road. It's a hard thing to pick out. You know, and I know for me personally, when I was younger, you know, since we talk in scriptures, you know, we were taught to respect our elders. So at that time, you know, we were pretty much listening to what they said. And I know beyond a shadow of a doubt, you know, when you're a young man, they teach you not to like the fun girls. You know, she's not wife material. You know, they teach you to gear yourself toward the women who are educated, who want something out of life, uh, the good girls, um, good God-fearing, church-going girls. You know, but the thing is, you don't have any discernment to know who's really a good girl and who's a wolf in sheep's clothing. So now some of these women that you're with, you really thinking that you got you a good one and you might not because she's learned how to play the game. Well, to say charm can be deceitful. Exactly. You know, she's learned. Okay, cool. I'm a, I'm a go to church and depending on what type of guy you are, you might think attendance <laughs> means a lot, you know, but if you ask me, attendance means absolutely nothing because you could go for 52 Sundays in a row and still be the same person if you choose to be. You know, you won't know no scriptures if you don't read them. <laughs> you won't get no better if you don't try. So just because you're in the building don't mean the building, the church, just because you're in the building don't mean God is in you. But 
there's a lot of men who, because of the, the programming and the grooming, you know, we looking for these kinds of women and those women, once they get their hooks in you, it creates a situation of they want a nice time out. They want a nice house. They want this. They want that. And then you got mom over here. She want this. She want that. Mama ain't got nobody but you. The girl trying to depend on you. Like, what is a man? What do you do? Mm. It's hard. You know, I mean, if my mom calls and her car down, what am I supposed to do? <laughs> Cut the check. You know, but at the same time, yeah, you're right. You do owe your partner, your spouse, um, some respect. And my recommendation is that you you do everything you can to try to get someone who you love enough to fight for. Well, and somebody that's going to not, you know, you don't want a person to clash with your mom, but when her car does break down. They need to be receptive or understanding enough to say, you know, okay. Right. You know, because real talk, I mean, you might end up with a mama or a daddy living with y'all. Yeah. You know, and not paying no bills. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So, you know, again, you got to know what you are signing up for and be willing to sign up for it. Um, my man out there, if you realize that, hey, I'm not trying to be stepdaddy, stop dating these women. No, don't be out here, you know, dating them and she got these kids. And you know, as these kids get older, you're not going to want to make sure that they can go to basketball camp, make sure that they get to college, make sure that they get to work, make sure, you know, that they got food in their bellies. You know, if you're going to at some point want to bail or be resentful, don't even do it. If you're not trying to be stepmama and show up at the, you know, soccer games and take her to, you know, American Doll and stuff like that, don't do it. You, know, you ain't trying to have a little tease and stuff with her and be her other mama and be her confidant. Don't do it. Ain't nothing wrong with that. You ain't a bad person. You being honest. Hey, I like you. You cool people. I just don't really want to be in a relationship with someone you know, who has kids, because I'm not comfortable with that because I feel like that's something I personally can't handle. Now, they might not like what you said, but at least you were honest and three, four months down the line, they can then be like, yeah, I'm glad I dodged that bullet. You know, but don't be in it hurting their feelings and hurting their kids when you know that's not what you want to do, men and women. You know, especially my men, you know, because obviously, you know, that hurts. You know, nothing nothing hurts more than seeing little kids talk about why you break up with my mama. That sucks. Speaking from experience. Mm. You know, so glad, you know, the guys turned out okay and they're good people. But, man, the look in that kid's eyes was horrible. Never want that again. Learn from that. Mm. Um, Yeah. And then the last, number five, number five, number five, which is my favorite. Now, I know Country said Intimate was her favorite, but number five is my favorite. And number five is familiar and familial. Okay, Familiar and familial. You know, I need to be able to see something in you that reminds me of something in me. 
I need to be able to see something in you that is familiar. You know, that way, when I comes time to have to protect you, then I'm not just protecting you, I'm protecting me. You know, you remind me of my favorite aunt. You remind me of you know, my favorite school teacher. You remind me of a time and a place that I really enjoyed. You know, because see, now I care for you. You know, you like family to me, you know, because we protect our families. You know, we feel like our families, in, you know, in theory, are on the same team as us. You know, so if there's nothing about this person that reminds you of something fond, then it's probably not the right person. You know, I know right now we have a lot of people who are working class and middle class people who um, are talking about, well, he got to make six figures. You know, I hear that a lot, you know, and the problem is, is that when you are, coming up and you know mr jimmy uh you know uncle johnny like those men they were able to make a significant amount of money but they still basically were working class people they worked for that money you know he worked his overtime and then on the weekend you know he would be at home and he would be a normal everyday guy you know but now with the tech industry being the new um industry a lot of these guys they ain't like pop pop <laughs> you know they ain't like mr jimmy you know they you can't bring your car over there they ain't gonna come help you you know put together nothing you know they don't know how to fix stuff you know? so what ends up happening is you become very resentful of these men because you still holding them to a standard and trying to get them to be somebody that they could never be you know, um, I was having a conversation yesterday and I was like, man, I got to give, you know, the Mr. Ricky's and the Mr. Jimmy's and the Uncle Johnny's and, and you know, all the men in my family, you know, who fit that bill. My Uncle Sam, you know, my cousin Slim, Uncle Larry and them. I got to give them they props, you know, because, you know, I was out in the yard yesterday. I'm shoveling rocks and trimmed all my bushes and, you know, took away all the trimmings and I was still taking meetings. You know, during the same time, I'm running in, taking a meeting like today. I ran in, jumped on this, and I'm going to go right back out and finish the work that I'm doing because, you know, holiday coming, I want my yard to look nice. Um, But the thing is, back then, you know, Mr. Ricky, now, oh, baby girl, something wrong with your car. Bring it back here. Let me take a look at it. You know, and they would have worked the double, cut their grass, worked in the garden. You know, they would have been at it. So, yeah, you get this sense of, that's what a man is supposed to do. And those are the kind of men you're attracted to. You know, but now those Mr. Ricky's and Mr. Johnny's and, and Uncle Tommy them, they might not make 138 because they don't sit behind a computer and they don't do programming and they're not engineers. You know, they might only make $60,000 a year. But you might have a better relationship with them because they're more like you and they're more like the man you grew up with and more like the man you admire, you know, and maybe together, you know, you guys can kind of figure out 
you know, some streams of income, you know, maybe together, you know, if you love it on him and he love it on you, he can figure out ways to maybe get a little bit extra money on the side or get a promotion or maybe by you loving on her, bro, um, she can go back to school and y'all can kind of work y'all thing together. You know, maybe she go get her RN. <clears throat> you know, maybe you, you know, you going to start, you know, going back to DeVry or whatever and, you know, get your a little bit of more education in regard to the automotive or whatever you do. Or maybe you put in for the railroad and then finally come through. Um, but the understand that you might have to, to scale back that economic piece for just a little bit more love, a little bit more peace, a little bit more joy from somebody who better understands you, you know, because it's hard to try to get somebody from a completely different culture to get it, you know, why you putting, you know, sugar in the grits, <laughs> you know, like, yeah, that's a problem. I like sugar, by the way. Don't necessarily like it in my grits. But, um, yeah. You know, you need somebody who understands the, like you say, the funerals and, and all the different things. Like Memorial Day, that we out at the cemetery, you know. And it's going to be able to be around you. Be around your family. You know, but if you keep getting, you know, caught up chasing guys that really don't move like that just because they make more money, chances are you're probably not going to get the type of relation relationship you want. And they're probably not going to do and love on you the same way because it's just not familiar. You know, they don't see you as family. You know, you need the man that sees you and respects you like he respects his mama, respects you like he respects his sisters, respects you like he respects his aunties. You know, and man, you need the woman who respects you like she respect her granddaddy. You know, like she respect Pop Pop now, Mr. Jimmy. You know, so that familiar piece is important. You know, because when you say that, you know, we don't get it. It's usually because we don't ever have the experiences to, to pull from to get it. If that makes any sense. Yeah. So country, do you ever do you ever date guys that just don't really understand you or see guys or communicate with guys that just don't understand? Nobody understands me. <laughs> you know, and that's a, a it's a crappy place to be in. But I mean, they understand me, I should say. Mm -hmm. Right. But the level of understanding is different. It's one of those things to where she is great to have around. You know, just be my forever friend. I don't want to lose you. <laughs> Almost like Pat the Cat. <laughs> <laughs> like, come here, Foley. Come just sit right here and get rubbed. You know, you're great to have around. And, you know, I don't want to do anything else with you from fear of that. So, um, yeah. Well, I know as a man, um, the greatest relationships I've ever had felt like home. You know, the greatest relationships I've ever had, I didn't have to pretend. You know, we could listen to rap music without me having to act like I don't like it. <laughs> like, oh, that's just so ratchet. You know, I don't know. I don't, you know, because 
normally what would happen if I meet girls because I wrote God wants you to dominate, they assume that I'm this super religious guy. They, you know, they want to play all this, you know, Kirk Franklin and James Fortune. And I'm like, uh, it's okay if we play the baby. <laughs> you know, it's okay if we play some Meg. I'm like, I'm not that dude. You know, I want to be able to be myself, you know, without worrying about somebody judging me for it. So, yeah, I want to be with the person that I have that respect for. You know, I grew up around really strong women, you know, strong in, in their morals and values, not just in their ability to endure um, difficult situations, but like really, you know, hardworking really moral women and when i meet hard-working really moral women i rock with them you know and when i say moral i mean in keeping their word not necessarily what they do with their knees um like that's attractive to me you know one of the things i like about country is that country keep a word you know she's solid you know so to me that's like fam you know we hit it off immediately <laughs> you know like oh yeah she's solid i rock with her because it was familiar to me. I know what that's like. I know what that is. You know, I trust her. We ain't got to do a whole lot of discussing it. You know what I'm saying? Because I know how she moves. I recognize her. I see it. I get it. You know, and I get it. And that's what you want to be with when you're with somebody. You know, you look at my friends. They come from different walks of life. But their character is similar. You know, the way they move is similar. You know, not necessarily that their incomes are all similar. But you know, they're, they're giving, loving, kind people, supportive people, um, protective people, you know, like I feel comfortable going somewhere with country and knowing that nothing's going to happen to me. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Should I be worried? Did I misread you? <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. But no, no. Just that. Uh... you know, like that familiar, familiar part is important. You know, because that's what what we protect in the other person, that thing that is familiar to us. Like, she like family to me. She like home to me. So I'm a rock with her. You know, but if you're constantly trying to get these people who don't fit your culture, don't fit your understanding, don't fit how you believe things should go, then it never works out. Like, I could sit down at the table with a woman and she could be fine. You know, to go back to the whole physically fit thing, she could be fine, you know, and if she starts making excuses and avoiding taking responsibility and showing poor character, she immediately is a no go for me. You know, because it's like I grew up around people that say, hey, my bad, when it's day bad. I didn't grow up around people like, well, it was doing people at my job. No, you know, yeah, that was on me. I, I, yeah, but I ain't going to let that happen again. You know, I grew up around people who take accountability and ownership. You know, like, oh, yeah, that's the, that's a solid-ass woman right there. I trust her. You know, because that's what I grew up with. That's what my aunties were like. You know, my older aunties that were like my grandmamas, you know, they were solid. You know, if they said they was going to do it, they did it. You know, if it was a little bit left, you could have it. You know, they were never selfish. They were never, you know, flip-flopping on their word. You know, and if they had to endure a little pain to make sure everybody ate, then they would. 
know, so when I look at a woman, what do I want? I want a woman like that. You know what I'm saying? That if she says she's going to do it, she's going to do it. And I could go to bed counting on it being there in the morning. You know, that's that familiar thing. You know, if you grew up with great men around you, you know, who kept their word, then what do you want? You want somebody that keeps their word. You want somebody that going to walk on the, you know, side closest to the street and let you walk on the inside. You know, you want somebody you could count on. So that's that familiar, familiar part. That's why I think that that is so important because that immediately, at least for me, opens up my heart because it reminds me of other people that I love. And the same way I wanted to protect them, even as a little kid, I want to protect them now as a grown up. You know, like there are people that I'm probably not, you know, ever going to hang out with again. But if they call me, I got them. You know, because they live on the other side of the country and maybe they've gotten married or we don't keep in touch like we used to. But if they call me, you know, they turn into Tupac, you know, when my homies call. And hopefully, you know, I exhibit something, you know, that makes people feel fine when they see me, too. So what do you think about the five country? Well, is these takeaways we're about to do? Well, you could take it wherever you want to if you want to take it away. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, the five is fine. It's a really um, thought-provoking list for the listeners. Mm -hmm. I feel that something was probably said or presented in many ways that will capture somebody's attention, right? Mm -hmm. And cause a shifting within them um we have to remember that success depends on how you define it mm -hmm. what does that look like to you it's almost like the word stable people say are you stable well what does stability look like to you mm -hmm. and so if you're stable by saying I'm in a home, you know, I have a full-time job, my car is good, and I'm good. Yeah. I'm successful in itself. And so when you're looking at relationships, it is something that is so profound that it's definitely in your eyes. And so just for the takeaways on today, Number wait, one, take away. Wait, before we do takeaways, do you oh, have a five? Ahead. Do I have no, no five? No, you got I any? Don't. You got anything that you you know you look for? Because I'm curious. Well, for me, again, you know, my top one out of this is the share intimacy. Hmm. You know, to be able spiritually to connect with somebody, for them to um, care about the things that you care about, hmm. to be able to converse with you, right? Um, we don't always have to agree, but we can sit and talk about the, the way the, the cloud was shaped or, you know, the, the grass or literature, what, whatever the topic is, I can do it with you and I'm not feeling judged. I care about a person's well-being emotionally. Mm -hmm. Where are you? You know, I need you to figure out where I am. And physically, you know, more so it's the heart for me. 
Yes, I do care if you're in shape and things like that, but you ain't got to be out here with no abs because from time to time, a big gut is okay, right? Mm -hmm. So um, the older people called it love handles and playgrounds. It's okay. Everybody come in all different shapes and sizes. So for me, um, that intimacy part of relationships is important. Um, can I do takeaways now or you yeah. know? No, I, I just wanted to know where I just wanted to know where you stood because I know you be trying yeah, to dodge some of this stuff. I do dodge a lot of stuff. I really do. Um, I do. I, I leave it at that. Mm -hmm. And so, number one was you must find your partner attractive. <clears throat> Attraction again comes in all sorts of shapes and sizes. It's what you like in your eyes. And so, be the best version of yourself. And do the best that you can in everything, whatever that is. If it's getting healthy, do your best. You know, if it's being on time for work, do your best. All of these things are relationships. Number two was you must have a romantic connection. And my stars are you have to be willing to compromise with one another. It's okay to offer suggestions. And you need to be mindful of who and where your partner is. Because if you're not doing that, you're failing and you're not trying. You have to know their background. Where did they come from? What was life like for them? Did their mom talk at them all the time? Did they father, you know, uh, beat them or wasn't a part of their life? Was their father in their life? Like, what did life look like for your partner? Because we have these expectations of what people should be like, but they are your expectations. So if you're not communicating with your partner, then... You'll never know. And so you're wanting things that they just don't have to give. Right. You know, number three um, is the shared intimacy. And it goes back to the total package, physically, emotionally, intellectually, spiritually. Number four is, does it make sense? And by the way, sugar is great in grits. <laughs> so um, does it make sense? Are you willing to adapt? Um, find vulnerable solutions to some of the stuff that you all have going on. And what you see is what you get. You know, so if you're diving into something, know that this person has displayed themselves in multiple ways and you chose to overlook that. So now once you're in a jam, you can't blame nobody but yourself. Number five is the familiar and the familia, right? Familia. How do familiar. I pronounce it? Familial. Which is more the root word would be familiar, like la familia. But yeah. Thank you. That's what I thought. Right. Okay. And so um, Saddam yeah. was saying that I need to see something in you that reminds me of myself, reminds me of my family, remind me of my favorite book, remind me of my favorite scent. You know, I need to know that your hustle kind of is aligned with mine. It don't have to be exact, but I need to know that if I come home and something needs to be done, that maybe you've taken care of it, I can go to sleep knowing that you have my back in these things. And most of all, out of everything in a relationship, respect is like most important. If you don't have that, you don't have anything because now you're just clashing. Your world is, your world is chaotic. And so... Um, always remember that comparison is the thief of joy. Stop comparing yourself to others. Stop watching social media, trying to figure it out and wonder why you're 
life or relationship isn't looking like theirs. I think it was Kevin Hart's daughter. $300 for a dress. No backdrops, no nothing. You know, and here um, people are out here doing all this fancy send-off stuff. And the rich people laughing. <laughs> right. You know, y'all out here bro going to to the money money tree of Western, what, what's the name of this stuff? You're out there going to these quick long cash places to do all of this stuff. And $300 for a dress and the little girl smile and look just as happy and cute. And they doing their thing. It's not, no red carpet or none of that. She is chilling. And, and right, so on. Go ahead. You go, you know, again, these quick loan places and stuff like that, these deed for, for money things, you got to read the fine print on that stuff. Um, I can't remember. It's on Netflix. Next podcast, I'll have it for you. But the guy who started that whole quick loan thing, the way it works is, and this is the short version. All right, I'll, I'll borrow $100. Okay, so immediately there's a fee added to the $100 that makes it $120. Just do real quick math. So when you give them back the $100, they take that $20 out of your $100 for the fee. So you think you gave them back the $100, but really you only gave them back $80. And they don't tell you that. So then what happens is now you get a late charge because you only gave them $80. You're like, no, I gave you 100. No, you gave us 80 and $20 for this fee. So now you owe us a $50 late charge plus the other 20. So now instead of borrowing $100, you borrowed $170. Okay. And then they keep charging you fees every month. So now the fees might double. So like the first month, it might be 50. The next month, it might be 100. So that two three hundred dollars that you spent to try to make the prom experience a little bit better might actually turn into a thousand dollars when you get to paying all these late fees and additional fees if you're using a quick loan place hmm. you know so be very careful with that um because they're predatory you know same thing with with pay here drive here you know there's the, we got to read the fine print on that stuff. It's predatory, you know, and rent a center. That's another one that's very predatory. You know, you pay $35 for a week for something that if you just waited a few more weeks, you could have enough money to buy right out and never have to pay another $35. Mm -hmm. So again, don't necessarily be so focused on what other people have because you don't know what the true cost of what they got is, you know, you don't know if they're in a bad payday loan situation. You don't know if they're in a renaissance situation. You don't know if they got, you know, a credit card with a 22% interest rate, you know, and if you can avoid doing that, please do it all costs mm -hmm. because that stuff is hard to recover from. And if you have a decent credit score, it's going to tank it. So exercise some patience, look at your own paper, <laughs> And, you know, have a, you know, have a, a love, loving home, you know, because what people will remember long after the prom is over with and long after the graduations are over with and, you know, the barbecues is the love. You know, we'll laugh. I know I do. We laugh about them hot dogs that we used to eat, you know, <laughs> like, oh, yeah, you remember them hydros or whatever it was, whatever you get at Walgreens, the BBRs or bars or whatever they are. We used to laugh about those hot dogs. But when we were kids, we ate them. You know, 
So we don't have a bad memory. You know, we got a good memory because we were all together. You know, no, we didn't have no bouncy house. We just had water holes and slip and slide. You know, mm-hmm. but we were together, you know, and we felt good about being together because we could count on each other and we were there for each other. And that is going to by far outweigh any two hour rental of a sports car. (laughs) Can I call you, you know, when I'm away from home and the job is on my butt, you know, that's what a daughter really want more than a prom dress. You know, can I call you, you know, when I'm at school and, and, you know, it's harder than I thought it was going to be. And for the first time, I'm not succeeding. That's what a son really want. You know, when he overseas and, you know, he in his bags and he missing his mama and he get a little care package with some dollar store candy. That's what's going to really make him smile. You know, so if you really want to, you know, be more connected to your spouses and be more connected to your kids, which is what, you know, I'm assuming you're tuning in for if you're tuning in on, you know, be well Wednesday. It's the small stuff. Yeah. It's Kool-Aid. <laughs> you know, sweet tea and a hug and a kiss. You know, peppermints in your purse. That's the stuff we remember, how you smelled. Yeah. I mean, I don't know about you, but man, I remember how my auntie smelled. Yeah. Like, that's what I remember. Um, You know, one of my aunts just had a birthday the other day. And you know what I remember more than anything else? Sitting outside with her, learning how to barbecue. You know, just sitting out there talking, you know, her telling me, you know, turn to me. Yeah, it's ready to turn now. Yeah, don't let let your fire get too out of control. That didn't cost me nothing. That didn't cost her nothing. It was just the relationship that we built over the grill. And now, you know, 30 years later, you know, I still grill. And every time I grill, I think about it. Shout out to Georgia Walker. No, so, mm-hmm. and none of that, none of that has anything to do with a Benz or Beamer, a Bentley. <laughs> so, love, it's the best gift you can give. Yeah. yeah. So, it's been a good one. So, back to you, country. I'm, I'm a little passionate, as you can see. It's more day weekend. I'm in my fields. <laughs> you know, and it's okay right. to be in your feelings. We have to have those moments. Right. I tell people that all the time. You can't smile and be great all the time. Even, you know, I, I'm a tough cookie and I'm always hopeful, you know, but I have my moments too. Right. They say even the glue get weak. Right. So, it's okay to have those feelings and be able to share and express those moments. You know, um, I always say, I always, always say, what if God wiped away your memories when a person died Mm -hmm. and you were sitting in like, you know, like, I know I'm missing something. I know it was something about them, but I just can't remember it. I think that would be a hurtful place to be in, you know, so thank God for memories. Thank God for pictures. Mm -hmm. You know, pictures are important. It's a lot of people that don't want to be in pictures and don't want to smile, but pictures are important and it shows who you are. It shows your family lineage. And I still print Polaroids. It's an app called free prints and I upload pictures and I have pictures because I need to show Xander. And when Xander get bigger, he can show his kids or his, whoever he end up, you know, having nieces, nephews, whatever. 
Yeah. He can say, yo, this was our family, right. you know? So on that note, if you hang in there with me, um, I'll hang in there with you. Peace. Peace.